Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 132, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Fan of the show, want to help us keep growing? Easiest way to do that, the freest way to do that, is to share us on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. If you got a few bucks to spare, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 132 of the Path Controller Podcast. Oh. I get what you're going for. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, it. I don't like it either. It's the way of the world. So, it feels like we haven't recorded in a long time, but that's only because we recorded early, early last week, and then I was gone, and now we're back again on a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Mike? How you feeling tonight? Eh. Feeling chill? My dude? Yeah. Has it started setting in yet? No, it actually doesn't taste very good either. It doesn't taste good? Well, I think that's because I'm used to, like, having cream and sugar with my coffee. I mean, this is an easy fix. I get Cinnabon creamer in my fridge. Oh. We just pour that in a glass, pour that on top of it. That would probably work. And then we're good to go. Uh-huh. Um, how do we get this done? I don't know. That's if I was aware that was like a, a a thing beforehand. Yeah, I would have said, "Oh, let's do this." But like, it didn't cross my mind that this was just straight up coffee, even though it says Coffee Co. right in front of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I mean, never uh, had coffee out of a can before, so I wasn't prepared for any of that. See, I I don't hate coffee black. Mm. I also though. I've kind of kicked coffee, Mike. Yeah, you mentioned Not, like, permanently, but I went from drinking, well, really drinking espresso every day, to now, in this new state of enlightenment, I get my energy in the morning from, like, fruits. Mm. I don't I don't really know what has happened to me. Um, but it's, it's weird. When I drink coffee, it's still delicious, but I don't, like, crave it now. Yeah, I'm sure at some point I'll bounce back. Back to, back to where I'm, I'm meant to be. But my, so I'm back now from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been back obviously, but uh, all right, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna do something unprecedented. I'm gonna go get you a cup mm-hmm. with Cinnabon creamer. Uh-huh. But I don't want to pause the show. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk so about your trip from Nash- can your trip you, to Nashville. Can you carry it? Can you carry the mantle for 37 seconds? Oh. Just talk about something. Oh. Don't let it be silent. Mike, yeah. this is your chance to shine. This is you being able to do whatever it is you want to do. It just can't be quiet. Mm. Yeah. Jen, I got it. Don't worry. We're going to make this work. We're going to try and make this work. We're going to make this work. I'm just gonna we just... can talk between rooms. Just like keep talking to me. They just can't hear me. All right, well, then you uh, you start the conversation, 
I will I will respond to you in short one syllable answers. This is what you need to do while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You need to list your top five coffee drinks and or places. Mm-hmm. Like if Mike was going to build a top five of his favorite. Yeah. Like for me, obviously it would be topped off with the fucking Milky Way latte. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mike's top five coffee drinks. Ah, okay. Well, I can tell what's not in the top five. Whatever it is I'm currently drinking. Uh, no no knock against them. It's just, um, as you know, as I explained, I felt like having some coffee creamer. Now, Brennan's going to try and get me some cinnamon roll coffee creamer, which is nice. Time! Did I do it? 37 seconds. I figured this would be quicker and more efficient. Right. I just brought it to you. You could do your own levels of cream. Oh, man. We did it, Mike. We sure did. We officially... Officially did the old thingamajig. Yeah, it was great. All right. So, yeah, I was in Nashville. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Biggest takeaway is that the food is fucking phenomenal, Mike. Yeah, it shows. So, I, I definitely gained some weight while I was there. So, have you ever watched the show Ugly Delicious? No, you, you've been pushing it on me, but... It yeah. is a good show. I'm not a big, like, you know, show pusher guy. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I will uh I'll plug this when I can. Do you like this by the way? Have you had this before? I've had it, but I've it's now got favorite. I've really gotten into the Oreo ones. So like From the same company, International Delight? I believe so, yeah. They do Oreo. Fuck somebody, somebody gave a fucking Oreo. free plug. And Oreo's like my jam. Is now. the Oreo one fucking delicious though? Have you had a good Oreo coffee anywhere else? I don't think I ever have. I don't think anyone's ever like attempted. Yeah, no one's ever been like try. Or, I mean, maybe they have. I just haven't gone there. Like there was that one place in Beverly that you had mentioned before that I never went to, but I feel like they had some mm. sort of coffee there that I meant to try, and again, I never went. That place closes super early, so I never go there. But their Twix latte, there it is, delicioso. Um. So yeah, so Ugly Delicious is a great show. If you never watched it, it's basically David Chang. He'll have other like people come on like other comedian like comedians like actors I don't know other people will show up at some point mm-hmm. if you care about that type of thing but more importantly the show is just good each episode is framed around a type of food so like the first episode I think is about pizza so like he'll go to pizza places in New York in Italy in Japan surprisingly like but he'll go to where he thinks the best pizzas are um so the fried chicken episode one of the places he goes to is in Nashville and because Nashville is like known for Nashville hot chicken so I mistakenly thought that Hattie B's was the place that he went to because I I watched the show a long time ago so the first place that we went to when we went to Nashville was Hattie B's not because of me it was on the itinerary but our flight got delayed by hours upon hours but when we landed the people that were hosting us were like, so what do you guys want to do? You know, obviously it's a few hours later than the itinerary. And I was like, I mean, I don't know what you guys want to do, but I really want to go to Hattie B's. So they were like, no, we can all go to Hattie B's. I'm like, I don't want to push anyone to go to Hattie B's. I just really want chicken right now. And uh, we went to Hattie B's and it was delicious. And I got the hottest one and I was nervous because in the episode of Ugly Delicious, David Chang recaps recounts like the first time he ever had chicken from the place that I thought was Hattie B's obviously not the place and it like made him hallucinate he like went to a gas station got a gallon of milk and was like chugging it in the parking lot so I'm like this is like some shit this is legit gonna be fucking hot so when we went to Hattie B's I'm like I want 
to get this. I love spicy food. Do I want to start my vacation this way? So I go up there. I'm like, all right. I asked the lady, can I handle the hottest one? And she's like, you know, in a southern accent, yeah, you can. If I can handle it, you can handle it. I'm like, hmm. How about this? Let me get the whatever, like the the wings and and sides combo, whatever it was called or whatever. They had like lingo for like it was like a of course. What was it called? A meat and three, maybe. I think that's what they called that type of stuff down there. It was like a meat and three. So it's like you get the meat and you get three sides. Mm-hmm. It's like the lingo. I feel cool. Of course. And fat. Definitely. But anyways, so I get it. I'm like, can I get one that was like ultra clucking hot or something like that? And then I was like, I'll get one like two steps below. So I get it, and it was hot, but it was like not like the hottest thing I ever eaten. It was just hot, but it was delicious. We're going, we're going along, whatever. Two days later, I split off at one point during our downtime with uh, two other people. And they're like, hey, we want to go to this place, Bolton's. It's supposed to have the hottest chicken. And I was like, Bolton's? Why does it sound familiar? And then I looked up what places he went to on that episode, and it was fucking Bolton's. So now I'm like, all right, it's fucking game time. Hattie B's was a fucking layup. This is, it's time to fucking go right now. Mm-hmm. We go to this place. Same deal. I go up to the lady at the counter. I'm like, can I handle the hottest one? In a southern accent, boy, I don't know what you can handle. Smart answer. And I'm like, all right, I'll take it. Like, you sold me. I got it. Mike, I can't even begin to tell you how hot this shit was. It was still delicious. Like, still the chicken was, like, juicy and flaky and just any other word Guy Fieri would ever spit out about chicken. It was so good, but it was so hot. So hot. My hands were shaking. I was definitely running. Like, my nose was definitely running. My eyes were watering. At one point, I, like, stood up and was, like, pacing up and down. The other people in there were, like, joking and laughing. And, like, one girl was, like, taking pictures and videos of me. Oh, that's going to be good. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping I, I wind up, like, world star somewhere or something. I'll be, if I knew that, I would have been, like, all over the internet just, like, waiting for that video to pop up. <laughs> White boy can't handle the chicken. Can't, hand, can't handle the sauce. I'll, I'll still do it later. I mean, it definitely exists somewhere. I don't know where, but she definitely took a video of me. Uh, the people I was with were taking videos. Um, but it was, it was just, it was an experience, and it was amazing. And I felt like I had my mind tra- transported away for a little while. At one point, my boss was talking to me. I'm like, "What? I can't. I literally can't hear you right now. I just can't hear anything." And. uh they give you bread underneath it and I don't know what the point of the I don't know if the point of the bread is to like give you something to eat that isn't spicy or what but the bread is underneath the chicken so it just has hot sauce of course but I still ate it because I'm like I need something other than at one point I was just dipping my fingers in ranch dressing and licking them it was so hot Mike I ate the whole basket of wings too I'm not I'm not leaving those wings to fucking die like those are going in my fucking belly but anyways Nashville was a good time. That was probably my favorite thing. Also, there's a place called Arnold's that was fucking legit. And Peg Leg Porker, which was a barbecue place, legit. The banana pudding at Arnold's was unreal. Unreal. Phenomenal. Like, easily one of the best desserts I've ever eaten in my life. 
so goddamn good. But uh, outside of that, I th- I feel like I got a decent amount of game accomplished on my plane rides. Play play a little bit of games. Okay. One game that I can't talk about is Hunter Embargo, um, and then I played a bunch of Ape Out. Okay. But before I talk about Ape Out, I- I've been peeking at, at oh, you. Oh, I know boy. Mike's been getting it in. Oh boy. I know Mike's oh, been boy. playing some fucking Ape Out. So why don't you why don't you let let lead this conversation off? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. You played it at PAX two years ago with us, right? Yeah, you played yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I know at PAX I enjoyed it. I'm assuming you enjoyed it. I know Todd enjoyed it. And I was always looking forward to it. But I feel like this is exceeding my expectations of what I thought was already going to be a good game. I think that the the thing that I wasn't prepared for was just the fact that it's handheld. Like, I was playing it and, like... Because oh, you can't play it on te- television? No, you, I mean, you probably could. I haven't tried. What do you mean, what do you mean by it's handheld? Because when we played it at PAX, they were using a PS4 controller, and, like, it was on a TV. So, like, I, I was work, working on the impression that it was end up being, like, a PS4 exclusive. Oh, and I then you. And then at best, maybe it would come to the beat. Like, that was my mindset for the past two and a half years. However long it was before they said, oh, it's coming to the Switch. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. So it works great as a handheld game. How far are you so far? Um... You've got to be further than me. I'm on the second album. I think I'm on the fourth. Oh Jesus Christ! Do you know how many? Do we know how we are? How how, uh, how, how many? Many. I don't know. So, is it a spoiler to like give away that aspect of the game, the album part? Is that a spoiler? The game is broken up into like, I mean, parts, I guess. But it's not like it's not like there's a, a story. Spo- yeah, but it's not a spoiler to say that, right? I so. Because I didn't know the game was going to be split up that way, and I. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed finding that part out. Mm-hmm. I guess we kind of just spoiled it. But I don't it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's just how the game is laid out. Yeah. So, like, aesthetically, I really enjoy that. Like, I love how... I, I like games that just that do fun things with music. And, like, mm-hmm. the soundtrack, I don't know, do you play it with the volume on or, like, headphones on? Uh, I put the volume on. Yeah. But I haven't been... The only time I played with headphones was... Uh, I, it was last Friday I had to work in my Boston office and I didn't feel like driving to Boston so I took the commuter rail mm-hmm. so when I was playing on the train I would you had it on yeah but you, you've been able to hear the volume regardless yes. so like the the music in each stage responds to what's going on like yeah. it responds to your actions I like dynamic music like that that it kind of like not really the same thing but like in Spider-Man PS4 when you start swinging the music starts swelling I just I like that type of uh, sound design. Yeah, it's good. And like, um, you know, I would play, and when you like start off, uh, either an album or like just a quote unquote track. Yeah. It'd be super quiet until you like you encounter the first fucking obstacle. Mm. And it's like. Explain that again. <clears throat> when you start off, I don't know if it's when you start off an album or when you start off like just a specific part of the album. I don't know if you want to call them a track or whatever. Yeah. It'll be like pretty quiet until 
you like bump into the first guy that shoots at you and you like you kill him and then you hit like the crash of a drum and then like the music actually oh, starts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying now. I was like, wait, I don't I missed the missed the part of that sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm like the stream just fucking shit out, so I, I looked down at the computer. Um so has I feel like there were a few points so far that not, not that it got too difficult, but I felt like there was a decent difficulty spike. Mm-hmm. Do you find that like later in the game, especially, does it get like super challenging, or does it kind of balance itself out? Um, there are certain parts where I will just die multiple, like in mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like the the album that I'm on now, I finally got through the first track mm-hmm. after dying on it for what seems like forever. Like every time I walk out. Something would, something would, sh- like, I, there are opponents that will kill you with one shot mm-hmm. if, like, they hit you like it, and I don't know, maybe I'm just playing it poorly, but I actually took a, I took a video of one of the encounters I had, I don't think I posted it yet, where I literally just started the level, and I was already surrounded by, like, five or six guys that were just shooting at me, like, yeah, what's that to do? Yeah. So, I, I meant to look into this you but, start I mean you start off quickly enough after a death like Super Meat Boy or yeah. I imagine it's the last I didn't really play last, last where like if you die it's quick you're right just, back in the action yeah it, it can definitely get frustrating when you die at the end of a stage oh yeah though I do like how it pans back and then you can see like your progress yeah I mean I guess I do I hate and I love that because it's like oh I almost made it to the end oh fuck I was at the end of the level um is it procedurally generated yes like fully, like every time it's different. I believe so. Interesting. I wonder if there's like a good strategy as to how to move through levels, or if it's just you got to be quick on your feet. Yeah, it's if I look at my thing after I go through the level or after I die, it's basically me just going in a straight line. I feel like my strategy most of the time is like I'm a, I'm like a down, like a negative, negative, like a diagonal down. To, mm-hmm. the, to the right obviously you're going to the right but well not I guess not in every stage but I'm usually like a down to the right yeah um well I'll pop up if I need to go through a store or something but it's like a down to the right is my, my move I very rarely go to the top of the stage unless I have to yeah so I don't know if that I don't know if that's telling about something about me um where where do you stand on as this a game that you'd recommend yeah I suppose you if, you got, if you got a Switch, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, it's a great Switch game. It's only on Switch and Steam, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I I don't know if it's on... It's probably on Steam. I don't know. It's got to be on Steam. Yeah, why not? It's not a Switch exclusive. In any case, it was... In its, what was it, $15? Uh, yeah, it must have been 15 bucks. Yeah, I mean... Sure. Watch some gameplay so you know what you're getting into. What you see in the, in the trailers is basically what you get. I think it... If you like things like Hotline Miami, which is like a similar comparison, or I mean, it's not really a twin stick shooter, but it's kind of that style of game. That's what fucked me up a lot, actually, is that I do not use the second stick a lot, and I feel like I should. I feel like I don't. I, I, don't, don't I end up spinning around, but what ends up what kills me a lot is that you know you you can grab people and you can throw them at other people. And every once in a while, I'll grab somebody, 
and then I'll throw them with the intention to hit someone that's aiming at me, mm-hmm. and I, like, miss them by a millimeter, and the person shoots me, and I die. Yeah, I'm not good at throwing the people at people. I'm also not good at grabbing them and then using their gun to shoot mm-hmm. somebody. I'm bad at that aim, too. I'm bad at that aim, too. Like, I'll get the shotgun guy. I'm like, all right, here we go. Get him. And he, like, shoots off to the left a little bit. I'm like, that's not really what I wanted you to do. Yeah. I, I definitely think that this game brings a lot of creative elements, a lot of uh, uniqueness to this type of game. Where if you're into this type of game in any way, I think it's definitely something you should check out. Um, but moving on from that, have you been playing anything else? Or have you touched on uh, Overwatch since the... Bat- Baptiste is... He's in... still in the PTR. Oh, I thought he was in Quick Play on consoles now. If he is, I didn't know that. I th- Maybe not him, but the stage is in competitive. The stage is on consoles now. Yeah, I, uh, I knew Paris was on... I still haven't played on it. Uh, I've only played on it on the PC and then like I actually maybe I did play it on console I don't know the point is like I haven't really learned the stage yet yeah so. did you test out Baptiste on yeah. PTR what do you think so far um, I'd like to get good with him but I know I'm not going to hmm. um, and I'm still trying to work out exactly how well his kit will work in the game I still think, from what I've seen, his uh, his kit is going to be meta changing, and I I'm excited for that. I think it's me. It might be meta changing, but only at the highest levels of play. I feel. But I, and and not that I feel like they're catering to just the competitive crowd, but I feel like that's a big reason why he's being added to the game. Yeah. Is to is to mix up the pro play. Yeah, he's he's fun. I mean. Who was I? I think I was saying it to <laughs> you guys actually. How like if people have to be stuck being healer, quote unquote stuck being healer, like pick him just so they can go around shooting people. Yeah, well, shooty McBooty over there. Yep, shooty booty. So, moving on, we uh we had the pleasure of seeing a Miss Captain Marvel last mm-hmm. night, and obviously it's you know today is the day the movie's actually coming out. By the time anyone listens to this, it's not going to be much time since the movie has been in theaters, so we should probably keep it extremely spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are your what are your overarching thoughts on the film? Um, I feel like I didn't like it as much as other people are liking it. Okay, but like it was okay. If you had to give it a like a a number, I've been 10. given seven. I've been giving it a seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, Dom gave it a six slash seven when I talked to him this morning. Um, I feel like when I left the theater, I was not wowed. I wasn't like the movie was fucking amazing. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, but I don't feel like I left the movie in like this state of wow. And there's probably a couple reasons. One, it's an origin film, so obviously there's that going for it. Mm-hmm. The other part is that um, it's unfortunate for. I mean, maybe it maybe it won't for the general public and for ticket sales. It won't really affect it, but for me personally, and I didn't feel this way about Black Panther, was that a year ago, around this time, is when Black Panther came out. Or Black Panther came out in February. Came out in February. Black Panther came out during Black History Month 
Captain Marvel came out on the day before. In, I mean, yeah. it came out International, International Women's, Women's Day. Day. Yeah, that's that was definitely on purpose. I'm assuming. Nah, that's what I would assume. Yes. Um, but with both of those films, they were both the precursor to, like, the the film that followed them was Avengers. Well, Black Panther, Avengers three. For this, we're gonna get Avengers four next. Mm-hmm. When it was coming to Infinity War, I. I don't think that I want to say this properly when it came to Infinity War I don't think that it affected my viewing of Black Panther but now with the events that took place in Infinity War being so cataclysmic and like in the Marvel movies you know one of the things that some people might have issues with I don't typically have like an issue with it, you know, we're going to see a fantastical movie. You're going to suspend your disbelief, you know, for seeing what you're seeing. But there's not really ever a lot of real stakes involved. With Infinity War, they shattered that at the beginning of the film. Spoilers if you haven't seen Infinity War, what's wrong with you? Skip over 30 seconds, but if at the beginning of that film, two people die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the first couple minutes so clearly they're fucking were like okay gloves are off like shit's about to go down nobody's safe so after an event like that it definitely affected Ant-Man and Wasp Ant-Man and Wasp was like way heavier of a comedy film I would say yeah so they had that going for it as like it's a it was like here let's like this is light popcorn film let's like fucking do to do Paul Rudd we're all funny you know what I mean like it had that going for it where this was like I'm excited to see this movie I'm excited to see Captain Marvel get brought into here it's in the past and I really just want to know what the fuck's about to happen in the next movie like I really just need to know I need to know how this all shakes out the things that I, the thing that I like about it from a overarching standpoint is that it definitely one of the things I think all all of us like to do is kind of speculate on what's going to happen next, who's going to get involved, how are things going to play out, whatever. So her, again, I don't want to say anything about the movie, so just her powers and what she is and can do in general, I'm curious to see how that plays out in the next movie. Um, I thought her and Samuel Jackson had, Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson had like great uh, chemistry together. I thought their scenes were, were well done. And I don't know if you saw them present at the Oscars, but now, like, how goofy they were at the Oscars, I'm like, okay, cool, like, I get it. They they clearly, like, unless they were really just acting on the fucking Oscar stage, they clearly must, like, get along with each other because they were, like, buddy-buddy up on stage. Um, Goose, though. That's my boy right there. Yowzers. I do, I do want more cats in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. I just want more cats on the screen, I guess. I'd watch a Goose spinoff movie. You are what Disney is fucking, you know, praying to God for. People that will just buy tickets anyway. Listen, apparently Disney just hates money. I guess Disney just hates money. I guess Disney just hates money. Uh, but overall, I, I still am, like, sussing out where I'd put it. I think I want to see it again before I make a more final judgment mm-hmm. it's it's a good movie 
there were a lot of scenes that were enjoyable to me. I liked a lot of things about the movie. Um, Make it easier for you. Just compare it to the other MCU origin movies. So, and I tried to do that, and I feel like I'd have to rewatch some of them because I don't really like. I didn't really like Doctor Strange. I didn't think it was that good of a movie. I would put this above Doctor Strange. I don't think I would put this above Black Panther. Um, I don't even count the Hulk movies. So I guess they're at the bottom if either of those are considered... Just one. Is it considered an origin film? Uh, If it is, is, it's at the bottom. I, I, I would count it as an origin film, although it was not his origin. So who else am I missing here? Iron Man, Ant Man, uh, Iron Man, Ant Man, Thor, Captain America. So, <clears throat> Ant Man, I really enjoy that film. I, I, I'll just say quickly, I'm not including Guardians of the Galaxy because it's more of an ensemble film. It's an origin of the ensemble, but I yeah, think it's, it's playing it at a different level. But and, that, then, and that's that's also un- it's just unfair. Yeah. So it's a different type of movie. And I'm not counting Homecoming. Um, For no real reason other than, as far as I'm concerned, when the movie starts, he's already Spider-Man. It's really more of like... I feel like his origin story is Civil War. I, eh. No. I mean, I, I count an origin story as like, this is how this person becomes from, like, you know, regular Joe Schmo to fucking Super Joe. In Homecoming, though, he is already Spider-Man, right? Yes. Yeah. But Civil War, he was already Spider-Man, so that he got a suit from Tony Stark. Those okay. Introducing him. Yeah. Take Homecoming out of the mix. And if, I, I the, mean, the, are, if we're being serious, the, I think the best origin movie is probably Into the Spider-Verse, which isn't even the MCU. It's not in the MCU. Um, and by my own definition, I shouldn't count count Black Panther, but I'm gonna count Black Panther. We can count Black Panther. And anyways, so Iron Man is tough because Iron Man is like a pivotal movie for the MCU. I haven't rewatched it in a long time, so I don't know if it would still hold up as a good... Like, I don't know if I'd rate... If I watched it again right now, I don't know where I'd put it as a Marvel movie in the MCU. Right. Maybe, maybe I'm just... Again, I'm, I'm literally just thinking of... Like, I know for my own personal way of sussing out these movies I at some point or another have said I'm pretty sure I've said it on the air is I feel like with each Captain America movie so Winter Soldier and um, Civil War I feel like at those turns for the MCU we also saw a shift in how these movies and stories were being told I feel like in Winter Soldier, we got a really good story. We got way better, like, choreographed action scenes. Right? I mean, Winter Soldier is a fucking great movie. It is. Um, But I feel like when... For some reason, I use those as, like, my, my anchor points, where I feel like those movies brought something new to the MCU that changed the course of the movies come that came after it and differentiated them from the movies that came before it. Okay. At least that's the way I, I remember these movies. So I don't know if Iron Man would still hold up. I'm sure it does. But 
it's clearly a different type of movie. I, like, I feel like, ugh, I don't know. It's a good movie. Captain Marvel's a good movie. If you are in the MCU, you should see every movie. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't. It's it's all building up to something. Um, but I enjoyed it. I would probably end up ranking it at this moment around where you and Dom have it at a 6-7. Okay. Um, but I do feel like I probably enjoyed it more than both of you did. Mm-hmm. Judging by what Dom said to me this morning and just judging by her overall demeanor about the conversation about the movie, mm-hmm. I feel like I probably enjoyed it a little bit more. I know Jen couldn't stand Brie Larson. Yeah, well, that's Jen. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think she did a bad job in the movie. Like I don't think she's a bad actress. And I was trying to figure this out, and I don't know if the problem was her as an actress or just her character being who she was. Her character, you know, within the film was supposed to be like. She was being trained to not emote and this, that, and that was her whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that affected her in, like, delivery and stuff. Like, just... Not showing general. emotion. Yeah. It, it just seemed weird to me. Something was off. Um, but, again, that's just me. If I, were to re- if I were to rewatch it or if, like, if I were to watch another movie and someone's like, well, isn't that the same thing here? I'm like, ah, I guess you have a point there. Yeah. I I think the worst part of the movie might be Jude Law. Yeah. I think he might be the worst. For me, he is the worst part of the movie. I didn't have any real problems with him. He was there. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, obviously this is very difficult to have conversation without spoiling anything, so we could probably just move on. But I will say, without saying anything, the uh, the story point when they are at the farm that was good. Mm. We can talk about it after. But I think you have an idea of what I'm saying. Uh, I think so. Yeah, w- you we do. Yeah, right. it is. I'll I'll just take that up. We can talk about it after. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a good film. I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it again. I end up seeing. Here, here's a good way to to kind of put this say to let me say where this stands, as a, not only an MCU film but as an origin story. The fact that I'm debating seeing it seeing it again, I did not do that for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I did do it for Ant Man, fucking Paul Rudd, my boy right there. Did I see Ant Man twice in the theaters? I think I did. You probably did. I feel like you watched it once with like me and Dom, and then once again with Jen. Probably. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Um, but this was a like Doctor Strange. Jen didn't see, and I wouldn't have gone back to the movie to bring her to see that. Hmm. And not that it was a bad film. It just it wasn't like it was just whatever. There were some cool, good parts of Doctor Strange. I think I enjoyed Doctor Strange more than I enjoyed Captain Marvel. Whoa, Mike hates women. But he loves British guys. Yep. Mike's a fucking whimey, timey, timey, whimey. I don't know. Doctor Strange. I I mean I understand what you're going for. Once again, Brendan, I I like I can read you like a book. It's just a shitty book. Yeah. Oh, I know. Just skip to the end. I die. It's my favorite part. It's not a lot. It's not a long book either. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not a long book. It's certainly not as big as you are. 
Um, I forgot where we were going before that, so we can just we can just move on. So after we recorded last week's episode, some big old Pokemon news dropped from the skies. Mm-hmm. We knew it was coming. It was just we had to record before that that right. came. So now that Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield have revealed themselves, mm. how are you feeling about that? Looking forward to Pokemon Gun. <laughs> Did you see that, like, some newspaper somewhere actually ran that story? Yeah. Oh, fuck, we should have ran that story, too. Could have put our names on the... So app. so that's what we need to do. We, we need to just stop this podcast nonsense. We get a... When a new announcement comes out, we got to make a fake announcement that seems legit with it and run it, and hopefully some other country runs it in their news cycle, and we get a bunch of people listening to the podcast that can't understand English. Brian, you had me at stop the podcast. Got him. Got him good. Got him on board. Got him on deck. Uh, so, how are you feeling about these starters? How are you feeling about the reveal of the game? How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling like this. The last three Pokemon games that I got, I didn't finish. As a matter of fact, I never got past picking my star in Pokemon Moon. So, like, I'll probably get the game. I just don't know if I'll play it. <laughs> So if we're if we're gonna just do the next logical like progression in this timeline for you, mm-hmm. it would be you buy the game and never open it, or oh, yeah, or put it in but never play it. Something like that. It will end up like the other games that I own, where at most I install the game on my console and then call it quits. Is there a reason why? I mean, I know with Sun and Moon did wasn't it because your game. Got broken, with, or is it X and Y? With Y, my game broke when I was like about to fight the Elite Four, and I was just so like I didn't feel like playing through yeah. it again. And then with Pokemon Moon, I forget exactly what happened. I think, I think when you were picking your starter, you must have got in my head like you know you were like weren't you didn't you keep restarting the game to like get the Pokemon with the right like attribute or some shit like that? <sighs> the one week I was like, you know what, I want to do this competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably did that. Blame Joe. I think, Blame I think Joe. you did that, and then I think I almost did that, and, like, instead of doing that, <laughs> I... just threw the game instead of, instead of doing that, I, like, I got... I picked fucking Litten with... I don't even know what... I don't know. Maybe it was Calm or fucking Horny. I don't give a shit. I got, <laughs> I got something, and then I was like, all right, what's next? And then I turned it off, and then, I don't know, I guess I just didn't play it anymore. I, I love... Mike, I'm going to put you on some more CBD shit. I... I honestly do not care for this at all. You don't have to drink it. It's totally it's, fine. It's so wasteful, bro. Yeah. I mean, get get lit, bro. It doesn't get you lit. It doesn't. It gets it, you... It, it. I feel like it tastes like an ashtray. <laughs> Again, I, not, not to knock this particular brand. I don't know what it is. I don't want to... I don't want your, your two listeners who may... Like this to. Hey, listen. It, it is what it is, Mike. A man, a man likes what a man likes. So, is there nothing appealing about this reveal so far to you, other than the regular? It just looks like Pokemans. It looks like Pokemans. It. So remember how I said, "Oh wow, it's cool that Ava I can play handheld." Yeah. So now it's like, "Oh wow, it's cool I can play Pokemon on TV." I'm not gonna do it again, but all right, it's cool that it's there. Gun to your head. See what I did there? Which which version are you picking, Sword Shield? Now, now that's the tricky part. 
I feel like in the past it's been easy for me to pick a thing because like I I lean towards something like all right, Pokemon Moon because it's nighttime I like that. Oh, yeah. Pokemon right. Y because like he's a big scary looking bird. Thing. <laughs> you should have just said why not. I should have. And then Pokemon Black, I'm like I'm black. I'll do this. All right. Uh, I forget what happened before that. I think I found a copy. Ruby and Sapphire. I didn't have Ruby and Sapphire. Crystal and uh, Emerald and no, those were specials. Those were specials. Uh, it's gold and silver. I ended up with gold only because I think either someone gave me a copy or I found that copy in the street. It was one or the other. Red and blue. I had yellow. <sighs> My man. Um. Okay. So anyway, with this one, I don't know. Maybe sword, but like that. This one's honestly a toss up. So this is this is the time where if it was a Pokemon, if it was a Splatoon Splatfest, I just go with whatever Marina says. That's it. Mike, you're so easily persuaded by your girl. She's... You know, you know what? You luck might just be in your favor because I could 100% see them saying, you know what? Hopefully, the Splatoon audience—they probably assume the Splatoon audience and the Pokemon audience are well aligned. They—they would they, definitely do a Splatfest of Short and Shield of it. They did a Splatfest for I think one of the past Pokemon games. I think they did a Red and Blue one. Yeah, sounds about right. Fuck green. Is what they said, basically. Yeah, I think so. Um, excuse me. So, without knowing, obviously, what the differences are between the, the mm-hmm. versions now, initially, I would have said, oh, I'm probably going to get Pokemon Sword. But the more I think about it, I'm like, I feel like Reinhardt would be mad if I didn't pick Shield. Yeah, I had a feeling I was what you said. Right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't let my boy down. Maybe they should add a sword character to fucking Overwatch. You mean Genjo? A better sword character. If they added another swords swords guy, they should add another Fire Emblem character to the game. <laughs> they added a Fire Emblem character. Um, if you had to, without knowing the next evolutions, where where do you stand? Who would you pick off the bat? So you got Grookey, yep. the the assumed grass monkey, mm-hmm. the funky That's monkey. monkey. Um, you got Score Bunny, mm-hmm. uh, the assumed Fire Bunny. Yep. And you got Sobble, mm-hmm. the assumed. Uh, I don't think he's a frog because I don't know why they do another frog. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes against like Pokemon rules. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna just call him a reptile, water reptile. No, that's fine. Some amphibian thing. Mm-hmm. Amphibious. Yeah. All right. Where you at? Um. Well. I think I ruled out the fire bunny because I feel like the fire bunny is like too popular or like I feel like that's like I don't know the way it's just like stand in the front like hey guys I'm the fucking alpha Pokemon like I'm like ah fuck you guy I'm not dealing with this oh shit alright yeah so wait score bunny is the most popular online right now no I don't know if he's the most popular oh, I just okay. feel like I was gonna I say feel, oh I gotta change my decision I feel like that's just the way it looks like he's the one like if if they were going to make a mascot for that game, he would be the guy. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. So anyway, I'm ruling him out, which leaves the other two. Now, I kind of like the water one because he looks he looks shy. He's like, oh, I'm just well, water guy. But we did just do the whole grass monkey, that funky monkey thing, yeah. which is actually putting him in the running a lot more. Yeah, so it's tough because I feel like most of the time there's like – 
usually a clear winner for me. Like a clear, like, oh, yeah, like I'm picking that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sun and Moon was a little bit tough because obviously I want my boy Litten because the fucking cat. Yeah. But I did like Rowlet a lot. Like, that just yeah. cool little owl cool dude. Owl. Hit a bow tie. And, I, and people ragged on the fucking seal. Fucking... He ended up being the most powerful one, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, he was just he was just like a little fucking water dog. Looking. Pop- Poplio, I think his name was. He's fucking balancing a ball in his nose. He was great. Um, Got a better app. So, off the bat, like the first day, I think it was Wednesday the direct was, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll probably go with Score Bunny because I just like the way this bunny guy looks. Then people were like, oh, he's, he seems like he might be end up being a firefighting again. And that's what Litton was. And I was like, nah, I don't really want a firefighting. And Blaziken. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't know if I really want that to be my rollout. Sobble, I wanted to pick. But see, that was the effect that I had with online, especially Twitter. It felt like Sobble was what everyone was going fucking bonkers for. So I was like, I kind of want to pick this guy because of the same reason. Like, he just looks like a little shy dude. But... Mm-hmm. Everyone's fucking all about his shit, so you know what? Fuck it, I don't want to be that. And then Grookie, I wasn't, like, super into, but Joe sent me a theory that people are working with right now that I'm going to continue to stall so I can pull it up so I can just read it to you because it's a pretty... I don't want to say sound because we all know what happens when we believe rumors, especially about Nintendo games. Yeah. But uh, it is, like, a thing that makes sense, and honestly, if it's true... It's pretty fucking awesome, and it will probably make me pick him. So, Joe, I'm reading this off my phone now. So, Joe sent me this leak from somebody who supposedly has insider information. Oh, his uncle works at Nintendo. Exactly. And uh, basically says, but what about Grookey? Something was off to me about his name. Pokemon names are often very portman, very often portmanteaus. Am I saying that right? Portman- I think so. Uh, of two other words that describe it. Key is from monkey, clearly. Gru also sounds like grass, but why the OO? Then it hit me. It's not from the grass, it's from Groove. Mm. What is the very first thing we see Grookey do in the debut video? He's hitting a stick on a rock. Mm-hmm. You guys, he's fucking drumming. He's a groove monkey, and he keeps his drumsticks in his hair. I now str- I know I now strongly believe that Grookey will be a rock and roll themed musical Pokemon. He'll probably get some other drumstick or a bongo or something as he evolves. Britain's history with rock and punk rock cannot be overstated. The British invasion changed music forever. It makes me. It makes way too much sense. It's way, way too good not to be real. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a Grookey evolution referenced the name of an extremely famous British drummer. Something like, oh, I don't know, O'Ringo Tang. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. You know, good way to end it. Yeah. Well, no, that's what... The, I just read the whole thing. I mm-hmm. get, get that guy's props. Um, obviously, this is just this guy spitballing. I think before I said it was a leak, but it's just somebody putting some things together. But, it, I mean, it's it sounds some it sounds like it makes sense. The the Ringo thing might be a little too far. Yeah. But okay. the musical elements sound like it makes sense. Another person after that who did have other leaks that were true before the reveal of the game this is from last year this person posted this they said games are called sword and shield england london based region again this was posted last year in april so this person clearly knew something about the game Mm -hmm. no gyms you challenge lords and get medals essentially badges eight lords which again we saw that with sun and moon they dropped 
uh, gyms in that game as well. It was like, you got to beat the kahunas. Brian, I picked my starter. <laughs> but it, it was something like that. There was no gyms in Sunday. Mm-hmm. It you was just like, fought uh, Tio from Rocket Power. Uh, uh, basically. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, female champion for sword and male for shield. Uh, region is big like Dragon Quest Eight, but doesn't reward expo- exploration besides the occasional unimpressive item ball find. Some Pokemon get new forms called Sword and Shield forms from the energy bestowed by the legends. Starters are the only Pokemon to get both a Sword and Shield form. I do not know the starters. Aiming for November release, but could could be pushed back to Spring 2019. My source confirms things are expected to pace out. So expected at are, things are at the expected pace, but everyone is very overworked and stressed. Game Freak was not prepared for the HD development as well as they should have been. Won't give any other information on Pokemon besides the obvious base on the titles. Evil Team are Thieves Guild. Gold is money and power, so less obnoxious than recent teams. So this was posted on one of the forums in 2018. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know, if you post something on like Reddit or something, you can't like it's there. You can't like doctor that right you can edit it after the fact but i'll say that the post was edited yeah so like the timestamp is you can't change that right so this person clearly knew something because how are you gonna throw out sword and shield especially because leading up to this direct there were a bunch of people saying they knew the names of the pokemon games and no one ever said sword and shield it was all like though someone did say king and queen which would make sense if it was london mm-hmm. um so there are definitely some things that piqued my interest there some things we already knew i think they mentioned it in the direct that there would be um region exclusive versions of older pokemon just like sun and moon had alolan versions Mm -hmm. i don't think they're going to be called sword and shield versions they're probably going to be called i think the name of the fuck i forget what the name of the uh region is called Gala region? I think something like that. Something like A-L-A-R or something. Cheerio fucking... <laughs> Cheerio phone. Um, but another leak that I saw had said that Grookey is going to be music themed. Score Bunny is going to be football, soccer themed because again, Europe, England yep. which is why his name is Score Bunny. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the other one just uh, drinks tea and has fish and chips. I don't remember what the... Actually, you know what? I think the thing that, that Joe sent me said, we don't know what Sopple's supposed to be. <laughs> no just, one knows. We're not quite sure. Maybe if you're from England, you would get it. But at the very end, he's just like wearing a fucking cap and reading a newspaper. He just evolved into like a man. <laughs> he's just like, you spot a T.A. Yep, spot a T.A. He doesn't do anything. He just like sits there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, so, I mean... I know some people, Todd included, though Todd has never played Pokemon games, so I don't know why he has such a aggressive opinion about these things, but some people were saying that it doesn't look like a vast step forward for a Pokemon game, especially being like a console debut. I know you didn't play Sun and Moon, but Sun and Moon were pretty similar to X and Y in a lot of regards. It looks like a big enough jump for me for X and Y. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was really hoping... To see, like, a va- vast overhaul. Like, not like Breath of the Wild Pokemon, but like Pokemon's Breath of the Wild, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, I was not let down by what I saw. I was definitely hoping, like, in my in like my deepest desires, that it would be this fucking 
huge overhaul. Was I really expecting that? No. Am I unhappy with what I saw? No. I'm still going to get it. I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to sell fucking gangbusters. It actually... I didn't even know this is a thing that could happen. It sold so... I don't know if this has been rectified since, but it sold so well on Amazon pre-orders that they had to stop taking pre-orders because they didn't know if they'd have if they'd be able to get enough games. Hmm. I don't know if that happens. Jeff Bezos himself, he's like, what? <laughs> oh? What are you doing? What are you doing? You can take 105 to the 303. That's what we need. We need a Pokemon game that takes place just in <laughs> California. <laughs> not, not, not like some fucking Pokemon version of California. It's just California. Yeah. So, how do I get to the uh, San Francisco gym? Oh, you just take the 405. It's like, uh, okay. Hop I mean, on your bike and do it. I but mean, you I, get stuck in traffic. There's I, literal traffic in the game. I would definitely play that game. Not that it's related, but kind of related, but not really related. But Kristen Schaal has a voice in Anthem. She's like a shopkeeper. Oh, good for her. You can see why I got to where I was. Like, it's not related, but kind of not really. TV people. I don't know. TV SNL. People, of course. Fly of the Concords. Funny stuff. So, rounding out some of our topics here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Nintendo revealed Labo VR. Mm-hmm. Are you going to buy this? Uh, I already have a fucking... I can already do cardboard with my phone. Like, I don't... I don't need to do it for Labo. Oh, yeah. Have you done cardboard with your phone? Yeah. Is it cool? I mean, it's it's novel. I, I don't think any of the the cardboard setups I've done... Um, actually, one of them might have, like, a way for it to, like, actually adhere to my... I think one of them might have, like, a rubber band thing that goes on the back so, like, it can stay on my head. I don't think the Labo one straps your head, though. I mean, you have to hold it the whole time. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you're holding a fucking Switch. It's not, like, it's not heavy, but it's not light. Yeah, but it's one thing for me to be holding it like this and like rest it on my lap. It's another thing to like. Well, I think it's because like you're you're holding like contraptions up to your head, like a crane coming off your yeah. nose, and you're like, Meh. yeah, I don't know. People are getting so mad about this being released, being announced, and all I want to say about it is, besides the fact that I'm probably not going to purchase it, is that it's not meant for you if you're mad about it. Like, I, this will bring me back to probably, uh, definitely a discussion we've had on the podcast at some point, but probably back when Labo was either announced or released. If this was a different time of Nintendo where they were releasing less first-party stuff over the console generation period, and it's like, oh, cool, for the next four months... The only thing coming out from from Nintendo is Labo. Yeah, then I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? But with this Switch era of Nintendo, it's like, yeah, we're putting out Labo, but also the month before is Yoshi's Woolly World or Yoshi's Crafter World. And the month after is Super Mario Maker 2. And the month after that is Fire Emblem 3. You know what I mean? Like they have games all, they have all of this content coming out. So it's not like they're just plopping Labo out there and like, all right, here you go. Everyone that owns a Switch, the one game you can play for the next four months is Labo VR. So because their focus is 
broad now and not just focused on this one thing every few months if you don't care about labo just move on there's other things to play there's quite frankly too many games to play devil may cry 5 came out today and i wanted to buy it and i was like oh wait but i still have to finish anthem and eight million other games that i fucking have Mm -hmm. and the division 2 comes out next week and probably something else that i'm forgetting yoshi comes out this month pax is in two weeks or three weeks it's like there's so much stuff i don't need to fucking buy everything that comes out um so yeah if you're mad about labo vr you gotta pick something else to get mad about or just let people be happy oh mike i had other things i wanted to talk about but we keep fucking doing this. I keep putting these other topics. You know one of them that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And and it's like, oh, that'll be what this episode's about. And then we're here. Um, But before we uh, hit Patreon questions and wrap things up, this episode of the Passing Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Haynes and Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. I really wish I knew what the cookies were tonight. I'll have to go tomorrow. Eric said they were a banger. Um, so, before we wrap things up here, Miguel... We do have a Patreon question to answer. Mm-hmm. And you, too, can write into the show and be a part of the show by going to patreon.com slash controller, becoming a patron, and one of the perks is get the ability to ask us questions on the air. This week's question comes from friend of the show, Sapphire Jade, and she asked, Mike, yeah. as a game player, uh-huh. is there a legitimate appeal to 8-bit pixel graphics beyond nostalgia? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start this one off, Mike. I don't think I play a lot of 8-bit games. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw 16-bit in the mix too. So anything that's like 8-bit, 16-bit. I don't think I play a lot. Like I'm picturing stuff like the Messenger and shit like that. And then just not. I don't. Ah, uh, Meat Boy. I I get, but that's really just more of a side scroll than it is. So we're just talking about a, her question is just in reference to the graphical style. Mm-hmm. In I don't think there's anything besides nostalgia, as far as I can tell. For you personally? It's yeah. just the nostalgia thing? Nostalgia thing. It's a tough question to answer, because obviously we grew up in that era. So, like, for both of us, the first games we ever played were in those mm-hmm. retro-stylized. Uh, well, at the time, they weren't retro, they were modern they, they were, they were te- they were tech at the time um and i think that it definitely is a factor like i definitely think that it plays on people's nostalgia like i think that is part of the play but i also feel like there are people that legitimately do enjoy the style i mean there's got to be people out there that play these games like shovel knight or the messenger who didn't have an upbringing on those type of graphical styles. Not to mention, I think that it looks very well done. Like, I, 
very well done. I feel like that graphical style ages very well. Where if you look at like PS1, N64 era of 3D, those games don't look that great now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what am I playing right now on my Switch? I'm playing Final Fantasy VIII. And though I grew up in that era of gaming as well and can appreciate those graphics because I know what they were at the time, I didn't have an affinity for – I didn't play that Final Fantasy game growing up, but I can still appreciate those type of graphics, but it still looks like shit. Like it looks like – it just looks bad. Um, But not an unplayable bad. Like I, I get it. Like I understand that that was just the, the limitations of the time. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me personally, it's always more about the gameplay than it is about anything else. And quite frankly, if the game is fun, then I'm down. Like that's that's where I land. Yeah, I mean, if it's fun, it's fun. Ultimately, I think it's a very hard question for us to answer simply because you're asking two people who, regardless of whether or not we do or don't like the art style, we grew up on it, so there is nostalgia tied to it. And I do think nostalgia is like one of the most powerful things in the world, which is why you see all of these companies constantly trying to remake, reintroduce, reboot all of these things because it sells. As always, you can find us on the internet at pastcontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller if you're a fan of the show and you want to help support us the best way you can do that is by going to uh, social media and sharing this podcast on social media or going to iTunes and leaving us a 5 star review if you have a few bucks kicking around and you want to help support the show that way you can do that by going to patreon.com slash pastcontroller we're going to our shop at pastcontroller.threadless.com and buying something cool to rock around in your daytime and nighttime and sleepy time. I like to sleep in shirts too sometimes, you know? Yeah, sure. Do you sleep in a shirt? Uh, no. Like always? Yeah, pretty much. Do you sleep with pants on? Yeah. Do you sleep with socks on? No. Can you sleep with socks on? Uh, I think if I have, I will wake up in the middle of the night and remove the socks. It's fucking bad. It's hard. I can't do it either. If I ever fall asleep with socks on, I, they come back. Off. I do own a, um, I do own a pair of like sleep socks. Like they're the socks that are supposed to like, I don't know, retain. Like supposed to like keep your feet not dry. Like they've got like aloe vera or some shit in the sock. In the sock, I forget exactly how it works, but it, I don't know. I ain't rolling with that. They're very comfortable, actually. But are they comfortable sleeping? I think I've done it. I think I did it like once or twice before because my room was getting super cold, and I was like, maybe this will keep my my toesies warm at night. Did it work? Uh, I think so. I don't. Know. I haven't done it in a while, and I also don't know where I put those socks. Well, that's what you get for wearing fucking socks to bed. You don't, fucking don't bitch. knock them until you try them. I don't know socks in bed. Ms. Again, they're not they're not normal socks. They're like. Something else. I'll look up aloe socks. Anyways, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Past Control Podcast, episode 132.